The Chargers are 4-3 and three and coming out of the bye week. They're right in the thick of things. Can they find a way to get to 10 wins and potentially a playoff spot? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Happy Halloween out there, everyone. And thank you today for making us your first listen. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And David, it's a very special Halloween edition of the Lockdown Chargers podcast. So instead of buy or sell today, we're doing trick or treat. And it starts with the Chargers and their potential wins this season. Can they get to 10 wins? I think 10 wins is the magic number for the Chargers to make it into the playoffs in 2022 because there's a big pack in the middle right now in the AFC. But also, I think one guy who can really help with that is Keenan Allen. And I think the other big question is, is just Keenan Allen enough now with Mike Williams missing some significant time? So there is still potential for a Chargers trade at this point before the deadline on Tuesday. Will they make a move? We're going to talk about that. And also if the Chargers defense can find some way to improve to be better down the stretch because they are going to need it. And then in a very spooky fashion, we'll be getting into what scares us most down the back half of the season. One of the things for me would be the injuries get worse before they get better. But David, let's start with our first trick or treat of the day. It's the Chargers will get to 10 wins in 2022. They sit at four and three right now. That means they would have to go six and four the rest of the way. Are you treating or tricking that the Chargers can get that done? Yeah, so I, I think with this one, you know, I, I think if you would have asked me last week after the loss, immediately afterwards, I would say, no, nah, there's no way. I have no faith left in the Chargers. But after a week to kind of sit on that and uh, allow myself to get back into the swing of things, and then I take a look at at, at the this back stretch uh, of the season for the Chargers, and and I actually, I'm, I'm going to go treat. I do think that the Chargers will get to ten wins, and I think a large part of that is because they're going to get some key members back healthy that are going to make a significant difference and one of those big ones for me is Joey Bosa hopefully towards the back end of the season hopefully they get four to five games out of him pairing him back up with Khalil Mack is a major major benefit for the Chargers defense and something that they have only got to see in a few games this season and it was very very effective I think that's one reason why and just looking at this you know this back stretch I think they can get there it's going to be tough especially towards the end of the season but I think they can do it yeah it's interesting because I mean I think when you look at this part of the schedule now it's different than how you thought about it at the beginning of the season some of the yeah. teams you thought would be really good aren't as good as you thought, and some of the teams you thought would be really bad aren't as bad as you thought they were, like the Jaguars and the Seahawks. As always. The well, I guess the Jaguars are bad against everyone except for the Chargers for the most part. <laughs> but, like, the Falcons are a good team now, right? They're a decent team. They're sitting atop of the NFC South, and they're going to be a really, really tough out in this next game for the Chargers. That's a big game. The Cardinals, on the other hand, at 3-5, and five, probably not as good as you thought they would be at yeah. this point. So it's not – as hard, I think, as we originally thought this backstretch was going to be and why we thought it was so important to, you know, kind of pile up wins in the first half of the season for the Chargers, which it still was. You should have beat that Jaguars team, right? You yeah. shouldn't have been blown out twice already. 
there is a path to it. Like I, to me, I guess I'm treating this one, but like, it's like trick or treating and going up to the house. And like, technically they gave you candy, but it's like some candy that you don't want, like circus peanuts or something like that. That's <laughs> what they're handing out. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it, I could see it happening, but it feels like they're around a 500 team. It feels like they could go five and five the rest of the season. And that wouldn't surprise me at all, but I'm kind of teetering on it. I mean, I think the more yeah. than or less than there, if I was doing a prize picks projection, it would probably be five and a half wins for the chargers over these last 10 games. So I think it is really close, but I do think this next stretch in particular is very, very important for the chargers, David. And this is how I look at it. The Falcons, 49ers, Chiefs, and Arizona Cardinals over the next four weeks. Yeah. I know it's unlikely, but if they could just find a way to go three and one in that stretch, this is how I see it. I mean, the Falcons are a difficult challenge, obviously. Like, that's going to be tough, but the Chargers can absolutely beat them. They're a flawed team as well. The Cardinals are a very flawed team as well. The Chargers can beat them. If they can take care of those two wins and pull out one against the Kansas City Chiefs, right, or if they can get one against a very good 49ers defense, like, they'll be setting themselves really pretty down the backstretch, and if they can do that, I'd feel very confident in them getting to that 10-win threshold. I'm right there with you, uh, and, I, and I think, honestly, Daniel, the Chargers play the Chiefs tougher than any other team in the NFL, and that's been that way the last several years. I think that familiar, familiarity is a good reason why, and also I just think the Chargers have some good uh, defensive players that match up well with how the Chiefs do things. It's just about really knocking them out. Yeah. You, you, you get them on the ropes, but you can't put them away. And then they come back and they win. They're just such a resilient team, but the Chargers are always right there with them. It's always very, very close games. If they can find a way to get past the Chiefs and get to three and one in that stretch, they really set themselves up well to be able to go on a run to end the season. Yeah, and I think the scary thing is because the Chargers are as wishy-washy as they have been, right? And they've been as up and down as they've been. Like it wouldn't totally surprise you if they went one and three versus the stretch it, either, yeah. right? Losing no, against the Chiefs wouldn't. and the 49ers. I don't know if I'd pick them to win either of those games right now. Yeah. If they can't pick up, you know, two wins versus the Falcons and the Cardinals, which I don't think is a given, like this next four game stretch feels like it could be where this season is decided and what the Chargers do at the end of it. Because whether if you go three and one or one and three, that might be your season. Like that yeah. might be it right there. So that's why I think it's so important. They're coming off of the bye week. Obviously, the coaching is going to have to be better. The execution is going to have to be better. You're going to have to get some of these guys back offensively because the other thing is, David, Mike Williams is hurt now, right? Because now you're getting Keenan Allen back, but you're losing Mike Williams. He's not on injured reserve yet, but he's obviously someone, hey, if he comes back, you feel a lot better about it, especially if you have him and Keenan Allen. If they don't put him on injured reserve before the Cardinals game, right, his four-week timeline could have him back somewhere around week 11, Right. So that would mean he could almost play right about when they end up playing the Chiefs. It's not likely, but it means he could do that. Right. If he is put on injured reserve, though, that means he can't come back until week 13 against the Raiders and he'll miss miss the next four games. So that's going to be something that's hugely important that we're going to find out this week if they put him on injured reserve. Hopefully the bye week helped the Chargers avoid putting him on IR. Yeah, but the one thing is, David, that we do know is we should be seeing a fully healthy Keenan Allen back into the you know mix offensively, which is huge. So I guess the trick or treat here is a healthy Keenan Allen will make Justin Herbert look like Justin Herbert again. I'm definitely going treat on this one. It is incredibly important <laughs> how valuable Keenan Allen is, and it's because no matter the fact that he is not the fastest receiver on the team, he can win off the line of scrimmage. That's extremely important. He is so smooth. 
with, with his get offs. He's so sudden. He can get open immediately. He feels those soft spots in the zone. He has a good connection and chemistry with Justin Herbert. And it's just the innate ability to get open on third downs and to convert those third downs. The Chargers on third down have been really bad. This is from Daniel Popper of The Athletic. Their third down conversion rate has dropped from 45.2% last season, which was tied for fifth in the NFL, to 40.6% this season, which is 15th. That is a direct reason because Keenan Allen has not been out there saving the Chargers on third down. Yeah, I mean, it's too many times, right? It's Justin Herbert or Keenan Allen bail us out on third down. And I mean, it seemed like even last year when things were going good, that that was something that was going to end up catching up to them eventually. And I think, yeah, with Keenan Allen, I mean, that's a, a kind of a crazy thing, though, David, because you're saying 15th and third down percentage right there. And that's like hey, you've been league average without Keenan Allen, right? Yeah. So just what is that dude going to be able to do? For your offense, I mean, I think I would treat this for the most part. I mean, he's missed basically six games this year. He missed, you know, five full yeah. games and two halves in the two only games he's played in. He's Herbert's go-to guy. He helps on third down. But the problem is, to me, is you still only have one receiver. You still end up having other teams being able to game plan. Hey, don't let this dude beat us. Make DeAndre Carter beat us. Make Josh Palmer beat us if he's back, right? I do think having him back is different because I do think teams were at times willing to leave Mike Williams, at least on shorter routes, one-on-one and trying to make him beat you quickly. Yeah. And that worked for them at times. You can't really do that with Keenan Allen. So that's going to open up one-on-one matches for other guys. It's going to get Austin Eckler better matchups. But you still don't have that other guy. You still don't feel like there is another NFL-proven receiver on this roster right now. Josh Palmer's the closest thing. He's still out in the concussion protocol as we see it right now. So that's going to be really interesting. There's still time, though, David. The Chargers could decide to make a trade and trade for a wide receiver because the trade deadline is tomorrow. There is still time, Tom, but will they do it? We're trick-or-treating that next. But first, I need to tell you guys a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. One of the things that really helped me during the pandemic when I was stuck at home was doing remote therapy through BetterHelp. It helped me realize how important it is to take care of my mental health. I know therapy isn't for everyone, as people like to say, but for me, I think it's something that everyone should try. And if you are going to try it, I think BetterHelp is a great way to kind of break you into it and a great way to use it because at BetterHelp, you can get someone that you need to talk to at pretty much any time. You don't have to schedule appointments a week in advance and go meet someone in their office. It's done completely online, so you can pick and make your schedule. And if you need something that just comes up out of the blue, you don't have to wait for your next scheduled appointment. You can talk to someone. You can make something a little bit quicker. But the other great thing about BetterHelp is them helping you solve your own problems. That's one of my favorite parts about therapy is not just – you know, hey, this is someone I can totally kind of unload everything to and just get rid of some of that burden. But it's also like I'm thinking of the times in therapy with BetterHelp when I'm just in my daily life coming across the normal day-to-day problems that I have. And I've been able to be better equipped to kind of deal with those things because of BetterHelp. So it's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Online, If you guys are thinking about doing it, make sure you go right now to BetterHelp.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetterHelp.com slash LOCKEDON. And you can get 10, 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, we're continuing this trick or treating session. We're running door to door, sprinting to see as much candy as we can get on this Halloween. King but size David, only, baby. <laughs> yeah, if you find that king size house, you're definitely wearing All that right, out I'm for San candy Diego. bars. 
So yeah, San Diego, you, you can find them. There's notorious houses around yeah. that you can, you know, on every. Uh, Some people gave me soda. I remember uh, one house gave out soda cans every year. Another house <laughs> gave out king size candy bars every year. I definitely was hitting those up on the regular. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, somebody might punch someone if someone was giving kids soda these days in 2022. Probably. But let's get to the next trick or treat we have here, Dave, with the Chargers, and that is trade deadline talk because the Chargers have now. Very, very limited time to get something done. They're going to add somebody to this roster. The trade deadline is tomorrow, right? Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So there is still time. We've only seen Tom Telesco make one trade deadline move. It was his first year in 2013, and it was to acquire Sean Lissamore. David, trick or treat this. The Chargers will make a move before the deadline tomorrow. Man, I, I got a real sweet tooth here, and I have a, a hankering for the Chargers to make a move on this one, but... Unfortunately, knowing Tom Telesco, I'm going trick on this one. It just this is not in his nature. He just doesn't make moves like this. He's not aggressive. He's never been this type of aggressive general manager the entire time that he has been the leader of the Chargers. So I don't feel like you should have any confidence that the Chargers will go out there and and make a move to bolster a wide receiver core that desperately needs it. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm tricking it as well. I mean, I think, you know, obviously in a perfect world, you would have a guy already have been traded at this point where we're sitting right now with the bye week right already pretty much over. And now it's just a regular week of practice. Yeah, I don't don't see it happening. And I think that is an indictment on Tom Tewesco because you say, hey, it's not in his nature. Like, it's your job to also evolve. It's your job to know when enough is not enough. And it's also your job to be self-aware enough to understand that, hey, if I can find a player that helps me win one or two more games this season, that could be the difference between getting Justin Herbert his first ever playoff berth, right? And yeah. making all of these big swings that you took in free agency in the offseason. Critic too about saying that your quarterback can't win the big games. Yeah, I mean, you can't worry about those things, obviously. But like I think he should be just answering the critics who are saying, Hey, you know, you've only had two playoff berths in your ten seasons as general manager and you have yeah. a all-world talent quarterback right now and you're bringing you know kind of teetering on the edge of the playoffs right now as we speak yeah. i mean it would come down to tiebreakers if things ended today so i think that is an indictment on tom Tuesco if he can't realize because i get it yeah you're always looking for the future you're always looking for the future but at some point it has to be now like the, the yeah. time has to be now this is one of those seasons where it's like hey yeah maybe you don't do it at every trade deadline but with the amount of injuries, the rash of injuries that worry you've seen the happen to your own team. Let's worry about the right now. 100%. So, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to do it, and I absolutely think they should. I think they're making a mistake if they yeah. don't do it. But, hey, maybe we will all be pleasantly surprised and we'll get that very special Halloween treat that we're looking for, that king-size candy bar. But let's get to the next one here, David, because I think we all know that if the Chargers are going to have success in the back half of the season, the defense has to be better than it was the first half of the season. So the trick-or-treat is this. The Chargers defense will be better in the second half of the season. Yeah, this one was one I was really struggling with because the the Chargers defense has really struggled and it's all about the explosive plays. And, you know, to grab another snippet from the great Daniel Popper of The Athletic, 55 explosive plays given up by the Chargers this season. 18 rushes, 37 passes. 16 of those have gone for 30 or more yards. And this one's this one's right just for you, Daniel. (laughs) They've given up four rushes of 50 or more yards, which is the most in the NFL. And they have given up five rushes of 40 or more yards, which is tied for the most in the NFL. So if the Chargers can just be a little more simplistic, 
with their defensive keys, maybe take a little bit of those checks away and really just turn them loose and let them be more aggressive. Maybe they can kind of quell some of those explosive plays because that's been the biggest difference between a Chargers defense that's been towards the the back end of the league in efficiency to a defense that could be really closer to the middle of the pack or closer to the, you know, I'd say the 12 to 13 area. If they just stop allowing those gigantic runs to just suffocate everything that they're doing on the defensive side, that's the biggest thing that needs to change. But unfortunately I'm at this point, I'll believe it when I see it. So I'm going trick. Yeah. I mean, 27 points per game allowed, 31st in the league, 20th in yards allowed, 17th in defensive DVOA, which means like they should basically be an average group. It is all those weird big plays that they've been giving up. And I think the sad part is, is like they're not even giving up big plays because they're being so aggressive that they're just getting beat. Right. Like, I think in that situation, you would at least understand that they're like, hey, we don't have the people. We're just going to be super aggressive and kind of live with the results. But like, right. It's been kind of conservative and also giving up the deep plays when you're really in defenses that shouldn't be allowed allowing these big plays. Yeah, like the you're, third you're and long yourself. have been the most frustrating thing this entire season. Them giving up those third and eight and more multiple times throughout yeah. the year has been like, please, please get that fixed. If you do they're better anything, in third and short, and they're a terrible run defense, it makes yes, no if sense. If you do they're anything like during the bye third week, and short team. get off the field on third down. Please. Yeah, it's huge. And I mean, Joey Bosa is also a big part of this, right? Because, Massive. okay, missing eight, out eight to ten weeks. The surgery was September 30th. The Falcons game will mark five weeks after his surgery. If we're going off the eight to ten week window we were given at the beginning, that would mean the earliest he could be back would be week 12 versus Arizona, meaning he could play in the final seven games of the season. So, yeah, your defense is going to be better if you can get him back for seven games when you for only sure. had him for two and a half games to start the year, right? If even if you're being a little bit more conservative, right, and you say he comes back week 13 or 14, you get him the final five or six games of the season, that's still going to be a lot. But what about this, David? I mean, can Michael Davis be better than the version of J.C. Jackson that we've seen to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've seen it. So uh, I, we definitely w- – will Michael Davis be that version uh, that, that we've seen in the past? I think Michael Davis has shown us that when you give him some time to learn in the system, to get comfortable, the measurables, the speed, the height, weight is there. Like he has everything that you want out of, out of a corner. So if he has the mental aspect of it down and he's able to go out there and play fast and play to his – physical ability i think we absolutely can see that version and i think we've seen flashes of it this year so i think that's what gives me some confidence that we can see that version of michael davis on a more regular basis and the thing is is like i'm not even saying michael davis can be you know what he was at his best it's more just can he be not the total liability that jc jackson was when he was obviously dealing with a knee injury that we didn't really know about while he was trying to recover and fit into this chargers defense can yeah. he be, be better than that J.C. Jackson that was getting picked on a lot of times in those games the Chargers were losing? That's, I feel like, a realistic question. He could definitely be better than that, which obviously helps a little bit. But the Chargers' run defense has to at least get back to closer to middle of the pack, closer to average. If they can stop those explosive plays, that is something where it feels like that's a realistic place that they can get to because a lot of it's looked a lot better than it actually yeah. was last year, but the results are ending up pretty much the same because of those explosive plays. And that's why the Chargers run defense is one of the things that absolutely scares me the most down the stretch. So we're going to continue this Halloween locked on Chargers special 
talking about the things that scare us the most going down the stretch. Like, well, the Chargers continue to be the worst run defense team in one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL. And will their injury situation get worse before it get, gets better? We're going to talk about that. But first, I need to tell you guys about BlueNile.com. Whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, or want you let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As their original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below the, below the traditional retailers. For me, when you're doing something, when you have a momentous occasion, when you need to make the moment perfect, perfect when you need to let your love sparkle, you don't want to get it wrong. And that's one of the things I absolutely love about BlueNile.com. When you're making this decision, you want to know that you're getting all the help necessary to do that. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. That's the other thing too, right? They can help you get exactly kind of the piece that you're looking for while kind of staying in the range that you're trying to spend. And you're getting it much less than you're getting at other retailers and you can shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush as well. Called Make Your Moment Sparkle right now with Blue Nile. Guys, go to BlueNile.com. Use the code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code Locked On. Candy time is over, David. We are done with trick-or-treating, and now we're getting into just the spookiest part of the show today, and that is what scares us the most down the stretch of the season. Obviously, we're talking about the Chargers potentially getting to 10 wins and all of these things. Well, a lot of things have to go right, but it's the Chargers, and we know a lot of things can go wrong as well. So let's start with what is scaring us the most. I talked about the Chargers' run defense, which it's like if that can just get to average, the Chargers' defense should be much improved down the back stretch, especially with Asante Samuel Jr. playing great. Bryce yeah. Callahan playing great. Like, there's a lot of other things that are working, and it's just still the second-worst defense in the league. What scares me the most, though, is offensively, David. Will the Chargers continue to be one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL? I mean, I think for me, if this offense is going to get anywhere close to what it was last year, if they're going to be able to make Justin Herbert look like Justin Herbert again, this is one of the biggest things standing in its way. I agree. I agree completely. I mean, when you have a good running game, you can really play action off of that effectively. Your passing game becomes much more effective. You're able to pass protect a lot better. I think when you're running the ball better, you get your offensive linemen engaged as well. I think they get into the flow of the game and they play better. And unfortunately, we haven't seen uh, outside of one performance against the Cleveland Browns. We have not seen an effective rushing attack the entire season. So if they're able to come out of the bye week and really run the football effectively that could really change the dynamic of how this chargers offense has performed because we've seen when they're able to run the ball they are able to score points and that's one of the big things that's been missing a chargers offense that still has a lot of weapons and still has justin herbert at quarterback should be scoring more points and a rushing offense that actually provides some quality i think would really add a lot to that claim yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, help Justin Herbert. It helps the entire offense. I think the other thing is, is you face less third downs, right? Because yeah. the third downs have kind of been one of the cruxes of the issue for the Chargers and the offense is you're going and facing so many third downs, so many third and long situations as well, where if you're running effectively, now that seven yard pass you're throwing on second down is now a first down, right? And, yeah. Instead of just being third and three or third and two. 
And right, if you're just running on second and 10 and it goes now third and eight and you're not facing those dire situations where you need something big to happen and you're relying on a makeshift offensive line for the most part for the Chargers. I mean, I think the one thing here, David, is we've talked about it before. This offensive line has a chance to come together a little bit over this bye week, right? This is something where Jamari Sawyer just got thrown in there one week and they just continued to practice with him taking all the first team reps at left tackle. Like you don't get to fully kind of work some of the kinks out during the season when every week is just game planning and trying to kind of, you know, run through the plays you're going to run instead of just trying to get a team's chemistry all together on that offensive line. That is something that could potentially boost the running game. If it can do that, I mean, gives Justin Herbert more room to operate doesn't yeah. make him play hero ball, which he's having to do a lot of the time in these games where the offense is just totally on his back and his fractured rib cartilage. And, I mean, I think it just is going to open things up big time for this offense. Oh, spooky, David, running the ball. Very, very important. Shouldn't be something we should be scared of at this point. But let's get to the next one I have here, David. This is the Chargers injury situation gets worse before it gets better. That scares me to death because the thing is that we don't talk about enough with all these injuries, not only do you have to get these guys back, right, David, you also have to do some sort of magical spell to make sure none of the other guys are getting hurt in the meanwhile. And these injuries have also put the Chargers in a very kind of code red situation where, like, we've seen how much they've struggled with the guys they're missing. Like, who are the next guys that are going to have to be coming in if this keeps up, you know? It is scary. It's scary because, like, you brought in several players to pair up with each other. You got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They complement each other when they're on the football field together. Yeah. There's a reason you paid him do. that much money. Having two of those guys makes a huge difference. Exactly. Same thing with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. The vision was having these guys rush at the quarterback together to be able to tag team, to be able to force them to pick their poison. And unfortunately, we haven't seen that enough this season. So, that is definitely something that scares the hell out of me. Another thing that's not that scares Samuel me, Jr. and JC Jackson, too. That's another one where it's like, yeah, you thought that was pair. Be you like you have to pick one of those guys that they're at, except for one of those guys, obviously, was a very good person that they're at. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But another thing that scares the heck out of me is that the Chargers are not going to make the adjustments that they need to make to be able to be the team that they are capable of being on offense, specifically with the play calling. I need them to be much more aggressive. And on defense, I need them to get some pressure on the quarterback more consistently. We see stretches of it, but it needs to be from beginning to end. Those adjustments have to be made, and it scares me to think that the Chargers are not going to make them. Well, here's another one, right? Can Joe Lombardi figure out the best way to use these players and get this Chargers offense's spacing right? I mean, I understand yep, that scares some the of heck that's... Out of me. I mean, that's that's huge, right? Especially when you're running these plays and you're going through walkthroughs and all of these things throughout the whole offseason, right? Like, especially for Justin Herbert, everything is based on timing. This guy's going to be here in this situation. And you're running those plays based on where those guys are supposed to be when you're running them. When you throw out 100 different people, (laughs) right? If you like you have a bunch of different combinations of wide receivers. How do you establish that timing? That timing's off, right? And I think that the spacing of the offense is off. I'm not making any excuses for Joe Lombardi. The whole part that scares me is, can you find a way to use these guys? Because that's another thing. We talked about the offensive line. It's the same way with the wide receivers, right? Joe Lombardi hasn't had to craft a wide, you know, a, a game plan based on Michael Bandy being wide receiver two or DeAndre Carter being wide receiver two. You, know, you just don't necessarily plan for things like that. Obviously, they should have. They should have yeah. more talent in that room. Yeah. But here we are. So, I mean, that's scary to me, David. Can, with those adjustments, right, can the Chargers get that running game adjusted? And can they also 
find some way to make this passing offense look innovative. All you want to see is Justin Herbert. Like, you, like for example, right? I know Tua, the Herbert thing, like all of those things. I mean, it's always a very toxic kind of subject, especially on social media. They have very different weapons. But if you watch the Dolphins offense, right? Tua is getting back to the spot in his drop and he's throwing it and there's a receiver running wide open. Like the Chargers just aren't finding those, you know, situations where Justin Herbert's able to find receivers in space. It always just seems like it's such a tight window throw that he has to make and he just has to be perfect yeah. on every throw. Yeah, it helps when you have two guys who run 4-2 and 4-3, obviously. Uh, yeah. But that's more of an indictment on the Chargers personnel. Either way, like they have to find out something with what they have left and that kind of scares me. Yeah, it definitely scares me, and that's why I'm hoping that a guy like Donald Parham Jr. can get healthy and they can really factor him in and into the offense and let his yards after catch ability really shine yeah. because I think that's an element that can really add. And run blocking, too. Yeah, yeah he's, he, you know, the, the long limbs, man. You know, the, unfortunately, the, the, the tight ends have not really been that great in run blocking that they've Trey been McKitty especially yeah, yeah they've been a liability and, and that's unfortunate because Trey McKitty was very good last year and we, he needs to return to that form to where he was really knocking guys out and really moving them out of the way we haven't seen that so far this season but hopefully they get right over the bye week and they can become that scary running offense that we need them to be and Tom Telesco can do the spookiest thing at all and, you know, not spend third-round picks on blocking tight ends that now in year two can block and send every single third-round pick that you have to the Jets for Elijah Moore and then, Please you know, and thank you. find a way to make everybody's Halloween a better day. That's all treat if you're able to pull something off like oh, yeah. that. But, like, not hitting on guys like that is why you should be more aggressive in times like this. Go find yourself proven players that can help you right now, not guys that you think can develop and be cheap for you down the road. Because yeah. that is just a wish. It's exactly that. It's all a crapshoot, and the Chargers haven't been good at it. Go get someone like Elijah Moore who wants out, and after the last game is saying, I don't know what it's like, you know, being with Zach Wilson in our chemistry because I don't get the ball. Go get that dude and give him the ball. That'll help a lot with the and Chargers offense. With Justin right? Herbert, and let's see what happens. I think it'll be very scary for all the other teams in the NFL. Exactly. Everyone be safe out there on your Halloween tonight. Everyone with kids have fun out there. Enjoy all of that, right? Be careful out there for sure. But make sure you keep all of, you know, the goat sacrifices, voodoo rituals, all that stuff. You don't have to do that. The Chargers just have to kind of break the curse on their own. But thank you guys for making us your first listen today. We always appreciate it. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, wherever you get your podcast from. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and the insights the only way that Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available wherever you get your podcast from. Just like us, make sure you guys are subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. If you're watching now, make sure to subscribe and like the episode if you guys like the content out there today. You can also find the show for free every single day wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. And you can also find the show on all of our social media every day. We post the show every day to our Twitter at Lockdown LAC. You can find it on my Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer's Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find the show on our at Lockdown Chargers Instagram page and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to get your voicemail questions, and we might do Twitter Tuesday, depending, because we will do have a special guest. We're trying to get Daniel Popper on this week to talk to him for the Chargers on the bye week, but we don't know when that's dropping yet. So make sure you guys are back here for all of the latest content and Chargers news, everything like that. But, David, we are going to be back here tomorrow with you guys, as we always are. Until then, happy Halloween and go Bolts.